This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I hope all of you are getting ready and preparing for 2022. 2022 is your year to become the best you you can be. If you haven't started planning for 2022, uh, you need to start today. You start now. Don't wait until 2022 to start planning for 2022. Uh, I made that mistake for years. So it starts right now. Give yourself a few months, a couple months to head, a head start to, to get yourself in, together to really start to look and plan and really put some thought into what you want 2022 to be. Obviously, 2020, 2021, uh, we've just been kind of in survival mode. We've just been kind of trying to hang on and see what's next. But it's it's about time for us to come out of that and truly start to take control of our lives once again and make our lives the best they can be. And uh, I love the idea of making 2022 the best you. So use that slogan. Put that in your head. Write that on your refrigerator. Write it on your mirror in the in the restroom. All of these things um, are are, are things that's going to help you out. I mean, really starting to plan early, starting to get yourself together, starting to to network with people and connect with people that can help you reach your goals in 2022. So it starts now. Don't wait until 2022 to start planning for 2022. So um, some of you just need 2022 for a comeback year. You are due for a comeback. Uh, obviously, we've had some setbacks as a country. Um, some for some of us, it's been it's been great. It's been a it's been a great little haul over the last 20 plus months. But I will say for some people, it's just time for an absolute comeback. So today we're going to talk about what does it take to make a comeback? Uh, I've had to make many comebacks in my life. I've hit that whole rock bottom thing many, many times. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's as painful for me as it is anyone else. Um, But I will say because it's happened to me many times, uh, I've really somewhat become a master at getting back up and, and, and making those big, huge comebacks in a big way. So um, the first thing you have to realize uh, when you're making a comeback is you you have to realize that you are the only person that can fix your life. You are the only person that can change your situation. So if you don't like where you're at and if you don't like things or how things are going for you and you feel like you're spinning your wheels or you can't gain traction, Um, now is really the time to start planning and realize, look, the person in the mirror is the only person that can fix this. If you're waiting for someone else to fix your life, uh, I think you need to stop that immediately. Uh, If you're waiting for your boss to fix your life or your spouse to fix your life or some knight in shining armor to come, come save you from yourself, it's probably not going to happen. If it does happen, it's probably going to be temporary. So uh, you're the only person that can take control of this. You're the only person that can truly fix your life. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough to gain traction. I mean, life has its up, it has its downs, but you always have to remember, if it were not for the bad times, there would not be good times. So if it were not for the bad times, there would be no good times either. So Learn to appreciate the rough times. Uh, learn to find the beauty in them, find the positive things in them, because they're going to they're going to keep coming here and there. But it's all in perspective. It's all in perspective as a how bad do you see it? How bad is it from your perspective or your eyes? Because other people may see your situation, and they may even be praying for your situation that their life improved enough to get to your situation. And you may be feeling like, look, this is the worst time in my life. This is the worst it's ever been. Everything's a mess. I've never been so broken in my life. I've had all those 
thoughts, but there are people out there who are far worse off than you. There are also people out there who, who have started uh, at a way lower rock bottom than where you're at, and they have achieved massive success. So the first thing is to realize you are in control of you, right? You've got to figure out um, how to put yourself in a better situation. And once you figure out you're responsible for your own happiness, your own well-being, your own life, your own success, then what you really want to do is make sure that you take immediate action, okay? So what, what what's so hard about this is getting started. I mean, anytime we want to do something new, I hear people talk about so many great ideas all the time, and I've been guilty of it myself, had many, many great ideas driving down the road and never really took that massive action step to put those things into motion. And a thought without action is just that. It's just a thought. It's dead. It's a, it's really a waste of time, waste of energy, waste of effort. So, so you have to be able to put these things into action. And for if you've really suffered a major setback, that can be the hardest part is getting started. And what makes it so hard is you're afraid that Look, your idea, your new life, your your effort may not gain any traction. And most of them don't in the beginning. It's tough. It's tough to find traction. It's very difficult. Uh, but that shouldn't stop you from trying. Because when you do find traction, uh, you're really going to you're really gonna take off. You're really going to excel and really gonna start to see uh, a clearer vision of where you're going and a better life for you. So um, the hardest part for most people is getting started. I've, I've watched people carry around great ideas for five, six, seven years, and sometimes uh, they carried around so long somebody else took the idea and uh, they never ever got to capitalize on it. So the next step is make sure you take massive action and take that action immediately. Okay, so the next part is is remember that your setback in your life, maybe 2020 or 2021 was the worst year of your life. Maybe it was the worst thing that's ever happened in your entire life. You can't let that define you. Okay, so don't let that moment in time, that event, that series of events define who you are. Okay, so you are so much more than than a little run of bad luck, right? So you're you're so much more than a bad bad portion of life, and I've seen this happen many many times uh, where people have have literally they're still talking about the death of a loved one twenty years later, and they make excuses for their entire life for everything that goes wrong in their life or everything that they fail to accomplish. They blame it on the death of this loved one. Right. So uh, you have a choice. Um, you know, I've been through this a lot. I lost my parents at an early age. I lost my mother at 25. I lost my dad at 40. Uh, so there's been some some of those rock bottom moments. But those things have to have an expiration date. It doesn't mean that I have to forget about my mom or forget about my dad. But what I do have to do is I can't allow it to define me and I really can't allow it to consume me uh, for an unreasonable amount of time. Now, you decide what an unreasonable amount of time is, but I will say put an expiration date on the setback. And, and you're going to have to literally write down on your calendar or put it in your phone. After this day, this traumatic event is not going to, is not going to consume me anymore, right? So put an expiration date on it. So at some point, you have to move forward. You have to move forward free and clear of that. For me, I made that expiration date pretty quickly because I knew... 
I knew no matter uh, what I did, I wasn't going to bring my parents back. So now it's, it's about figuring out how to move on without them, right? They're right where they need to be. They're both in heaven. I'm sure they're thrilled to be there. I'm really glad they got there before 2020 and all this craziness because they didn't have to live through and see all this stuff. But at the end of it all, um, no, ma- no amount of um, worry or no amount of uh, discord was going to bring them back from my end. So I just had to focus on moving forward. And I, I know for a fact that they would not, um, they would not want me to self-destruct and melt down over, over their passing. Right. So they want me to be better. And I feel like since their deaths, I've, I've been better. I feel like a lot of things have changed. I put a lot of things in perspective. I actually found a lot of positive things in their, uh, in their passing. And, that's that's kind of what you have to do. And it's not easy. It's not, you know, there are days there some days are easier than others, but I'm definitely not consumed by that. So uh, maybe you tried something, maybe you tried a business and failed, or you tried to get into some program and failed, or, or maybe you, you know, you tried to partner with somebody and failed. But um, no matter where you're at with it, don't let that don't let that event define define you. It cannot it cannot define who you are. You're so much more than an event and a failed attempt. We've all had failed attempts at everything. I mean, every single thing. I can't think of very many things that I tried once and got it the very first time. Uh, most of the time, it, you have to do it over and over and over and over again. And sometimes I feel like you just have to prove to God how bad you really want it. And and rather than wait on someone else to fix your life. Um, the next thing I would say is once you get started, once you take massive action and, and implement the speed of implementation and really go after what you want and start to gain some traction, it's very interesting to me how the people, the situations, the ideas to propel you will come into your life. All these opportunities will come about. But when you're doing nothing at all but sulking and, and crying over spilled milk, uh, nothing really happens. Things actually get worse. You surround yourself with people who are just like you. Uh, they're broken. Um, they're really not motivated. And they're not really going places. And that's the worst place you can be is when you start to attract, you know, when you're the sugar that starts to attract all the ants, uh, you don't want to be around that. That's not what you want to be. You want to be that person who's able to take off and create their own path, create their own journey and, and really write their own destiny. And that's 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 what this is about is figuring out a way to get out of all that. So when you get out of all that, all of a sudden it's amazing how people will come into your life that are more than thrilled to help you. Opportunities will come about that will never have happened to come about. And I don't I don't really know where that comes from. I don't know if it's totally God just placing these opportunities in your path or it's just because now you're moving around. So you have a bigger surface area and you find out about more things, more opportunities. I really don't know how it works, but I do know the more active I am, the more opportunities come my way. And I've seen this happen with lots and lots of people that that really were stuck for years. And then all of a sudden they find just a little bit of traction. They take off and the sky is the limit. And some of them are still still going to the moon. I mean, they are still doing exceptionally well. So um, making sure uh, that you start to believe that better days are ahead, understanding that better days are coming. If you don't really believe that, start telling yourself that until you believe it. And when you're when you're eliminating the idea of your setback defining you, when you're getting rid of that idea that it's not going to define you anymore, then you have to realize that better days are coming, right? Better days are coming, better opportunities are coming. And the best part of this is, is you use your setback to remind yourself how tough you are and how resilient you are. 
Because if you truly survived the worst period of your life or one of the worst periods of your life, you shouldn't dwell on that. What you should do is remind yourself, look, you survived it. You made it. So you're ready for just about anything life throws at you. Um, the best example I have of this is my recent battle with the coronavirus, right? One, I didn't think I could get the coronavirus. So there's nothing like there's nothing like something happening to you that you don't think can happen to you, right? So that's that's always a terrible thing when you don't believe it's going to happen and then it happens. Uh, and then you got to figure out how to navigate from there. But I was not afraid of the coronavirus before I got the coronavirus. And I'm darn sure not afraid of the coronavirus now, right? I wasn't afraid of it before and I got it, nearly died. Now I come out of it, I'm definitely not afraid of it. It actually made me, gave me even more confidence. So now I feel like, you know what, whatever variant I had of this or whatever happened to me, I feel like it was as bad as it could possibly be. And I would have to be extremely unlucky to have to go through that same episode again. Because I look at other people around me, they got diagnosed with Corona, they had a headache for two days and a fever for two days, and here I was nearly dying. And they're trying to tell me it's the same thing. I don't believe them for a second. I don't believe we had the same thing. I don't think there's anything close. Uh, we had anything close to one another. However, um, because of my experience with it, now that I know what to expect and know what it was like, I'm really not afraid moving forward. Okay, so uh, maybe there is a worse variant out there that I don't know about. Maybe it will surprise me once again, but it's going to have to do that. It's going to have to surprise me. It's not going to keep me from going and doing the things that I want to do and living the life that I want to live. Uh, was it rough? Yes, it was terrible. One of the, it's definitely the sickest that I've ever been in my entire life. But I will say because of that, I have a lot of confidence over what I can what I can survive. It's given me that that confidence that I need to say, you know what, if I survive that, I can survive absolutely anything. And you kind of take that military mindset or that Marine Corps mindset. You know, if I can do this, I can do anything else. The world really can't stop me. That was the world's best chance of killing me uh, those 14 days with coronavirus and, and we're still here. So I'll use that moving forward. I will use that moving forward for every every bit of adversity that ever comes my way. You know, if I accomplished that, if I got through that, I survived that. And I know it was by the grace of God. It's not all me, okay? I know it was by the grace of God, but if God brought me through all that, he's gonna bring me through whatever's coming next, okay? So so take that mindset, take that attitude, and don't create fear with it. A lot of people out there that got coronavirus, now they're afraid to, they're afraid to come out of the house. They're afraid to go places. You know, I hate to tell them, but they're in the best place they could be right now because they have antibodies against it. That's really the only real defense that we actually have. But don't be afraid to move forward because something terrible happened. Um, so keep yourself moving forward. Tell yourself better days are ahead. Tell yourself your better days are ahead until you actually believe it. Once you actually believe it, uh, you will see a change and a shift in your mindset. You will see a change and a shift in your happiness. Uh, but once again, that's taking control. That's understanding where you're at, where you're going. And you're, you're far more in control of this than what you realize. But uh, the problem is, is that, you know, we're, we really so often reminded of all the negative things. But I, if you really look at your life and really take, take, a, take a, a tally and really look at how many great things happen to you versus how many catastrophic or bad things happen to you, uh, there are far more great things that happen to you than catastrophic. I can assure you this comes from somebody who has experienced uh, a lot of traumatic events, a lot of death, a lot of unexpected death, a lot of terrible things. And I still feel like life is about 90% good and 10% bad. But the problem is, is it's how you navigate that 10% bad. Do you get back up when you get knocked down? 
or do you allow it to consume you? How long do you stay down before you get back up? All of these are things are the things that really, really change because if I'm knocked down, I can't wait to get back to that 90% because I know 90% of the things that are happening are good. I just got to get out of this 10% rut, right? So once I get out of there, I can get back to living my life in that 90%. And that's where I want to be. I don't want to be in that 10% that's, you know, constantly broken, constantly distraught, constantly um, having all these emotional challenges and limiting beliefs and self-doubt and telling myself why I can't do certain things. Uh, I don't want to stay there long. That is an awful, sticky, icky, yucky place. And it's only me, only I can change it. I'm the only person that can actually actually change that situation. So the next thing I'd say is once you get up and you find a little traction from your setback, find other people who are doing what you want to do on a, on a very high level. Find the best in the world. Ask them questions. Reach out. We are we are so transparent these days in the in the way where way communication and, and the way information travels. Uh, you could realistically find a way to reach out to uh, a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk. I mean, they are really accessible. They were there are places where you can literally get on their podcast or you can get on their get on their Q and A sessions. But you can send them emails and probably get a real answer if you try it long enough and hard enough. But uh, even in your community, if there's people around doing what you want to do at a high level, surround yourself with them. Anytime you have the opportunity to be around them, be around them. Uh, ask them questions. Um, and they will be more than happy if they truly made it. And they truly are, are successful people. That's one of the things that I, I've figured out over the years is that truly successful people love to share information. They love to help others. There's nothing that fulfills them more uh, than helping other people, helping other people strategize, helping them other, helping other people avoid the pitfalls and the mistakes that they made. They really love to open up and pour into people and, and help. Now, people that are not successful, who are trying very hard to appear to be successful, those are the ones who withhold information. Those are the ones who always have secrets, right? When you ask them a question, you never get a real answer. They always act like they're better than you because they don't like being asked questions, right? So they try to push you away and try to hide and just try to try to stay on the top shelf when you're on the bottom. Those people, the reason they won't answer your questions and won't share share things with you and try to help you is because they are not who they say they are and they're scared to death that you're going to find out who they really are, right? So they're hiding. But truly, truly, truly successful people cannot wait to share their journey, how they got there. Now, one of the things you're going to find with all of these successful people, you're going to find there was a period typically not too long ago that most of them hit some kind of major struggle or major setback or major heartache um, or got in a major bind. And that's the good stuff. That's the stuff you want to know. You want to know how did you come back? How long did it take you? Uh, what what was your thought when this was happening to you? And you're going to find that a lot of times their situation was far worse than we worse than yours, but yet they made a major comeback in a very rapid period of time. And it's going to, it's really going to give you a lot of confidence. I do this just about every very successful person I meet. Um, I really get into the depths of how did you get started? You know, how did you get started? What's the worst thing that ever happened? You know, what was your biggest setback? How did you come back? You know, what, what kept you going when you just thought there was, there was no use. You just thought that, that the end was coming and your destiny was set. What kept, what made you keep pushing? All of these are questions that these people absolutely love to share. I mean, people who are, who are truly happy, they love to share their story. I mean, you look at Oprah Winfrey, that's pretty much what she's made an absolute, uh, built an absolute empire on the deal of, of, of sharing her story and sharing the stories of other people. 
We love to share our own story. So find those successful people. Now, if you're around people all the time that are sharing their broken, disgusted, bankrupt, tragic story over and over and over again, and every single person you're around has one, it's time to break free. You've got to get somehow, you've got to get above them because the only way you're ever going to really be able to help them is get yourself into a better position to be able to pull them up. Um, it reminds me of that saying, and I and I heard it years and years ago when the first time I heard it, I thought, wow, this was a, an extremely arrogant statement, but it, 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 it just holds so true today. And I was in this seminar one time and the speaker said, the best thing you can do to help the poor is not become one of them. And the, the best thing you can do to help people who are truly broken is not become one of them, right? If you are broken, you're broken together. It should be a race as to how well, how fast you can put yourself back together and get yourself going, find traction, find other people around you, literally change your mindset, change your DNA to where you believe better things are coming, where you know you've already been through the worst parts of this. You've been through the worst parts of your life and you know the better days are ahead and good things are coming and you're going to excel from here. So the best part about hitting the bottom, think about hitting the bottom of the swimming pool. When you hit that bottom, no matter how deep it is, you can come back up. You can generate enough energy to come back up. And that's the way you come back from a setback. But when you're trying to come back up without hitting rock bottom, it's a whole lot harder. But as soon as you can spring off that bottom, you can come back up and the the, the world is yours. I mean, it's 100% up to you. You can take advantage of all these opportunities. I will say with 2020 going the way it did, 2021 going the way it did, there are more opportunities right now to do great things than there ever has been in the history of mankind. Everybody is looking for help. Everybody's looking for innovative ideas. Everybody's looking for extreme efficiency. All of these things are opportunities. The bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity, right? Every problem creates an opportunity. The bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. Go out, find your opportunities, make your life yours. God bless. We'll be back same time, same place next week.